Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins, and this is Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. Now, in order to catch these episodes, you're going to have to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I'm on other platforms as it is, which will be listed and you can find it out there. Believe me, you will find it. So you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, enter my name. I'm not going to go on all of the handles I have. There's a lot of them. You'll find me. So make sure you subscribe in order to get these shows and exciting interviews. Now, today's show, I am so honored and deeply grateful. And you're all going to see why if you don't already know who this woman is. Extraordinary woman, I should say. I'm very grateful to have Rainy Robinson again on my show. Now, Rainy, she has been on the hit television show, Dogs Most Wanted, Dog and Beth Fight of Their Lives, Dog and Beth on the Hunt. And you can also catch Rainy's podcasts. Here's the backstory. I'll have her information below and you could easily find her anyways on social media for those of you who don't know her which i'd be shocked if you don't so now thank you rainy as i mentioned i'm so grateful to have you on here it's such a pleasure and i have so much gratitude for you and love for you you're an incredible woman thank you so much i really i'm honored at the invite at all and i just adore you so i jumped at the chance when uh you know you asked i'm like yes book me book me <laughs> well thank you you're so kind you're so kind and thank you're you. very honest you'll you you guys are going to see how honest and genuine and what an amazing heart rainy has for those of you who are not familiar so now I'm going to ask Rainy a lot of different questions, as you are going to see. And I wanted to talk about your move. Now, you have moved, first of all. Yes, I <laughs> lived in California for uh, about 60 years, just shy of 60 years. And I uh, cashed out and moved to the beautiful state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are you enjoying Missouri? Like, because that's quite a uh, like a change, right? It is a change. I, you know, I, I really haven't missed anything in California at all. Uh, I started uh, just a couple of days ago going, you know, I do kind of miss a redwood tree here and there, but really nothing. Uh, I, it is so beautiful, so peaceful, so serene here. And people are nice and they, you know, are, are just really kind. It's, um, you don't really run into anyone that's hostile. Yeah, and, and sometimes with that change, it literally changes everything. Yeah, sure it opens does. things up for new doors of opportunities as well, and it expands. Because I saw yeah. you on that tractor. <laughs> my tractor, it's hilarious. I get out there in my cowboy boots and my dress and I put eyelashes on it. So the kids walk by and they go, oh, my gosh, there's eyelashes on that. And I go, yeah, it drives better. <laughs> I know. I love it. I, I saw that and I'm like, oh, my God, that that that's so you that that is so you. Right. Uh, if you had told me four years ago, I'd be riding one of those. <laughs> I'd have never believed it. <laughs> So now you have a podcast as well. 
you have a, a true crime podcast. Can you explain what that is about? Yeah. So I, it, it's just really kind of an extension of, uh, I did, uh, savage words for a long time. And then, so last year I, uh, kind of created something that was called, here's the backstory. And it's funny because, uh, Beth used to say, say this to me all the time. And I go, well, why do you know, why are we doing this? She goes, I don't have time to tell you the backstory. <laughs> Like, oh, well, you better make time for it because I need to know what I'm doing. So, so I called it Here's a Backstory. But what I really like to do is I like to uh, highlight people, uh, you know, of just their everyday events. A lot are uh, crime victims. A lot are, uh, you, uh, uh, you know, sex, sexual assault victims uh, and kind of just getting through you know the uh, judicial process i picked up uh, some cases of uh cold cases that i have one in um oklahoma that i've been working on uh, with a woman that has stood there for 35 years uh trying to get this uh, case done i just i picked up a sweet girl uh, uh out of arizona that for 30 years she's been trying to get uh, even a charge for her mother's uh, murder. And so it's really uh, providing people a platform to be able to just speak and be heard and be understood. And I just think that that's just such a valuable key to the healing process, that they're not invisible, that, yeah, what happened to you was really crappy. It really was. What can we do with it? Because yeah. the truth always comes out one way or the other. Definitely, you know, the, the, the truth is exposed, and, and even with current events, um, even worldwide, more truth is being exposed about certain things, and nobody can run from things. Even the people who have, you know, like hurt somebody, and here you are reaching out your heart to try to help that person. Listen, it's. I think that it's a it's a devastating thing to you know we we uh, we grew up with authority, so we have authorities, and when this happens, you go to this person, and when this happens, you go to this entity, and and when you know a lot of people don't get uh, the uh, acknowledgement that something has happened, and what are they going to do with that information? when they're when they are ignored it's just really hard it's very hard for them so you know uh and what's so beautiful is that every single time i do one of these uh one of yeah. these video podcasts they get encircled with a whole bunch of people that love them understand most of them have similar situations that they've gone through and isn't that a beautiful thing not not the crime itself and not the victimization, but these are not victims. These are people that had trauma inflicted on them. And now we stand and we hold their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes when somebody just hears a story about something, you know, they might be holding back a lot themselves and they're going to be like, wow, I just, I just heard this, you know, interview that Rainey did. And I like their story. Maybe I should reach out to that person and help them or, you know, the help gets shared around and such like that. I agree. And I just think that it's a it's a really beautiful thing. Like we could sit and split hairs all day long about this one did it and try to prove it in court and all of that stuff. You can do all of that stuff, but no one will ever see anything like exactly like you do. And no one will tell your story except you.
and uh, because it happened to you. So you put the verbs and the adjectives and the sentences together, and we're going to sit and listen to it. Yeah, because everybody can relate to each other. Definitely. You know, when there's a story like that, somebody could be sitting back and saying, you know, I get it. I can relate. I don't have anybody to talk to and share my story, whatever yeah. it is. Right. And then it yeah, opens but... up exactly that healing circle and it expands. Yes. And the more people that heal, the more peace on earth it comes. It, it spreads. I agree a million percent. And and then there are people that listen to those stories and then think things that they've been harboring for 30, 40 years, they gathered the courage to be able to say it. And uh, even in some of the exchanges that I've had, you know, even like offline with people that I encourage them, I'll stand right there with you. Nobody's going to say anything to you. No one's going to do anything to you. And if they do, I want to know. And uh, <laughs> you know, and then we'll solve it like that. But yeah, and that's kind of a beautiful thing. And, and when I say to people, when you have enough courage and enough strength that you want to do this, I'm your girl. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes somebody just needs a hug or they just yeah. need to say, you know what, you're going to be okay. And what I find too is I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. You know, yeah. somebody just needs that person just to vent to and get whatever it is they've been through that traumatizing time off of their chest. And especially when they're like, I can talk to that person because they get it. They, they get it. They've been there or they're working with this. I That's agree. Powerful. Yeah. And sometimes they have never articulated it. So they don't have the words or didn't have the words. You know, when we're a lot younger, we don't have the vocabulary that we have today. And so when they recount what has gone through, they get to now hear themselves say those things. So they put actions to those. And then it's it's just a beautiful beginning process. It really is. So if, because you work with missing people as well, of course, right? Um, yes. how long, I know every state of course, and, and country is different, but how long should you wait realistically if somebody went missing, somebody didn't come home from school, let's say, or, um, you know, or whatever, whoever it is. Well, listen, I, I, yes, and you're right. Every state is a little bit different. Uh, and there are some states that won't even take anything. They'll just consider, you know, if the kid is a teenager, they'll just consider it a runaway. Adults are very hard because, uh, you know, you can self-disappear and it's not illegal. Um, and that's what, so a lot of people combat that. And some people vanish in plain view and then uh, they are not seen again. There's a, a woman here in uh, Joplin, uh, Missouri that uh, came up missing three years ago, not even a sign, not, nothing, nothing vanished, like just vanished. And uh, and those can be really, really tough, um, really tough. And so, but, uh, you know, if you have a circle of people, oh, listen, I would never shut up. I would <laughs> just, you know, and listen, I, I, I had a mother on the phone a couple of years ago. Uh, th that her daughter was missing and her daughter was like 16 years old, very rebellious and kind of going through that. And, uh, and so I, I told the mother, keep me on the phone, keep me on the phone. And she did. And she's flying through the streets and 
uh, and the daughter was sighted at like a Walgreens and I go pull into the parking lot and she pulled into the parking lot and I go, go in. She goes, she went in and I said, you're going to do, uh, it's called, a, it's like an atom shutdown. Uh, and so where that's where they lock the front doors and lock and no one can leave the building, you know, cause there's a, uh, you know, a child that's, uh, yeah, you know, that's missing that's in there. And, uh, sure enough, she got her, she got her, she was right out the back and, uh, the police surrounded her and got her home. So yeah, I'm that girl too. I'll sit on the phone with you. Yeah. That would really, really, really make a difference. Yeah really make a difference you know and they'd feel it like somebody can really feel it when somebody's being genuine as well one way or yeah. another you know yeah. and um you know especially your energy and 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 everything about you people would feel comfortable i would say that. people they, would feel comfortable do. and drawn yeah. to you and i've said and i've heard that before that it's so you know it's comforting talking to you or I make it easy, you know, just like you, just like we're having a conversation right yeah. here. Yeah. And yeah, it it is. And you have to, you have to meet people where they stand. You have to, you yeah. can be anything you design, uh, you know, you design yourself to be, but you're not going to communicate that unless you meet them where they are. And some of them are broken and some of them are elated and some of them are sad and some of them are angry and you have to meet them exactly where they stand. So if, if somebody went missing and I know, I mean, some people put up posters and, um, yeah. you know, notifications, what should be on that, like that post? Right. So uh, one of my pet peeves is that uh, they'll put a city or a county and they don't put the state. And uh, there's a lot of counties like Lake Lake County, for example. Well, there's a Lake County in Illinois and there's one in Michigan and there's one mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, California. So be broader than your living room. And sometimes that's very hard for people to think they you know, they can't think, but you need to expand it, especially having internet you know where things do go you know it's called the world wide web on purpose yeah. and so yeah. it will be everywhere so so one of my pet peeves is you know not precisely saying where uh you know uh you know web city uh you know missouri jasper county so be very specific also what were they doing uh, what were they doing at the time? Were they walking, you know, home from school? Were they at the library? Did you let them go to the mall? What were the, you know, circumstances? And I think that that's really hard. Of course, you'll get, you know, you'll get police departments that don't want to share that information. And the hard thing is, is that you can't ask the public for help and not provide help yeah. for them to help you. Help me yeah. help you. Help me help you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'd all love to get a conviction, but I think the the most important part is getting resolution for whether they're a missing person or a murdered or Jane or John Doe, or that's what the, the goal is. Is there like, do you find that with, with, let's say, all the missing people, is there more of a certain age group, like, or is it... 
No, it's a yeah. really literally all over the map. They do have like a silver alerts. So if someone wanders away from like a nursing home or they're elderly or they have, you know, they're compromised in some way. So that's nice to see. Uh, there's some, there's some states, you know, with the whole Amber Alert thing, uh, you know, it has a lot of holes in it. Yeah. For, I think it was either in the, I think it was the state of Michigan that wouldn't issue an Amber Alert if the abduction didn't occur in a car so they had to uh, yeah so you had to they had to issue it with a license plate i'm like well what if they were abducted out of a hospital or or a motel or the mall yeah anywhere yeah yeah anywhere and so you know that there so there's some there's some things that really need to kind of be readdressed and cleaned up but no i think it's uh you know i think uh I think the statistics are there's over a half million, three quarters of a million people that are reported missing every single year. And the majority of them are found. Yeah. And, thank goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. And I, I think the, you know, given that teenagers are a smaller group of that 750,000, I would probably say that the majority are adults and it's hard, you know, it's hard to find someone that doesn't want to be found. Yes. Yeah, if somebody really wants to go missing, they'll, they'll, I, many years ago, I used to work at a law firm. I used to do skip tracing and locating people. And yeah. they were, they were trying to locate this guy for many years. I, I found him within an hour. Oh, wow. And yeah. I know all the back tricks, right? You know, and then, a raise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, there's there's different ways. Have you uh, found that? I mean, you've worked on so many different cases and bounty hunting and everything like that. We're going to talk about bounty hunting, too. Um, is there like more of a difficult case like there's, you know, like missing and trafficking and so on and so on? Like, do you have like something that you're like, you know, this has been really difficult? Is, is oh, something really stood out? Yeah. Yeah. I would say trafficking, hands down, is probably the most difficult. Yeah. It's also one of the most dangerous to do uh, because there's a whole bunch of people that make a whole bunch of money and they don't want you in the way. And, uh, you know, your life is valued less to them. And, uh, and so I would say trafficking. I, you know, when I did bail in uh, Hawaii, there was uh, what was called the Emerald Triangle. And it would go from Honolulu to San Francisco to L.A. to Honolulu to San Francisco and L.A. And it would just be on this little, you know, so by the time you'd post a bond or, uh, you know, that person was on the next plane, they were gone. So I would uh, tend to never, never write a, a bond for a pimp. First yeah. of all, that was, you know, yeah. $500,000 yeah. bond. Yeah. And, um, and I would rarely ever do it uh, for uh, prostitution unless that person lived on the island and so uh because they're just they're not going to show up to court they're not and good luck trying to find them because they just change your name in fact the name they gave you is probably not even real either so uh they're just uh notoriously difficult difficult cases uh to find and they are just in this circuit that um has a bunch of people that protect them and allow them to run in that circuit and uh, so, yeah, those are tough. Those are really tough. I feel yeah. there's I, my uh, heart breaks for, uh, you know, mothers and fathers that try to get their kids out of that yeah. a circle. Yeah. 
And I, I, I mean, I worked on a case many years ago uh, where the girl uh, had been trafficked for about five years and uh, they found her and they found her in Mexico and they, uh, the parents hired someone to go in and snatch her, bring her back to the U.S. And about two months later, she left and went back to the lifestyle. Yeah. Because yeah. she didn't know, you know, so that's heartbreaking as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've heard that, like, I, I've heard that I've, I've had clients and such that are in that industry, like sex industry and such like that. And, and it's really heartbreaking, like really, really heartbreaking, you know, to really hear their stories and such like that. And yeah. you can, you can guide them and counsel them and all that kind of stuff. And of course they're going to do what they're going to want to do anyways, you know, oh, regardless yeah. of what. So it just shows you how, um, much control is given on the side of, you know, the perpetrator, the person that the pimp or whoever it is. Um, what would you say, like if somebody said to you, um, you know, what would be some of the signs that somebody is being trafficked? Well, uh, there's all kinds of different um, things that they do. So sometimes what they'll do is uh, they'll use them as door-to-door salespeople. Oh, my God. And, oh, yeah. Or they're, oh. you know, they're in the malls or they're doing, you know, other things that, uh, you know, they, 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 do, they wouldn't have a high reporting. Like, you know, uh, in fact, I did this really interesting podcast with a gentleman whose name he goes by badass survivor. And he is that he is all of that. And uh, he was trafficked at 15 and he was lured by two 19 year old females. And yeah. And this was, uh, and I, I really appreciated his story because it's something that a lot of people don't really think of that, you know, that, uh, uh, a man could, you know, a young boy or a man couldn't be trafficked, but they are. And uh, he was taken out of Missouri and ultimately ended up and they kept, they moved him all around the United States. And, uh, and it started very innocuously. Hey, get in the van. We're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, smoke a joint and, and you know, everything's going to be fine. Blah, blah. And then he was gone, gone. Mother didn't know where he was. They took his phone, gave him another identity. They drugged him. Yeah. And this stayed on. It stayed on for five years. And then when he turned of age and was became valueless, because they are valueless when they start yeah. to get older, uh, uh, on their circuit, they pushed him out of a moving van up in Colorado. And um, this kid didn't know where he was, didn't know what state he was in. And so finally, you know, he was in the hospital. It was a, a, an angel uh, pulled over to the side of the road, picked him up, said, oh, my God, you've got all this road rash. Let me just take you to the hospital. So she took him over to the hospital. And ironically, he still talks to her today, which is beautiful. Uh, and so he gave a name. He gave the name that wow. that the traffickers gave him. And then the police got wind of that and they arrested him for giving him the wrong name. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Like this kid was trafficked. It just goes to show you how little uh, people do know about about that. And they're like, you're you're a guy. How did you get trafficked? Yeah. Oh, no. You know, he even had a police officer say to him, what are you complaining about? 
Wow. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, those are those are some of the toughest things to crack. Yeah. Those, you know, they call them hostros, and it's like a whole long line of, you know, men lining up to, uh, you know, get their turn. Yeah. You know, someone it's, needs to go down with a big camera crew and yeah. go. Yes, I'd like to interview you. Would you like to say hi <laughs> to your wife? Because we'd like to, you know, I would do it. I yeah. would do it. We'd like to send that over to your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would so totally do that. Tony right. Robbins actually made did a movie, um, Sound of Freedom. It's about I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's yeah. all about trafficking and such like that. Yeah, I watched that movie. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I did see it. It was uh it was it was good. It was I, I'm a little more uh I yeah. like a little more documentary style kind yeah. of stuff, but it's a very yeah. important message and shows you how easy yeah. how easy it is to snatch them, keep them, groom them, and you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like if somebody is found, you know, they're they're probably so, you know, addicted to the drugs that you know, they were put on for so long that they're going to be so addicted that of course they're going to want to be a part of that. And they're not, oh, yeah. they very well might not even know anything because they're so out of it. So it can get really, really hard to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. It's yeah. very, very tough. And then, yeah. you know, you're trying to find someone that isn't yeah. going by their real name. Their hair has probably been dyed or cut or a wig on or whatever. You're not going to see them uh, during daylight hours. You're going to see them at nighttime hours. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of nuances that go with it and they are not going to be in the same area. They stay in the same area for about five days and they're gone. So by the time you even get, a, you know, a heads up of where they are, they're gone by the time you're even in the car. Because I've heard that like with a criminal, like even like when I was used to work at a law firm once upon a time ago, um, a criminal, it, it's so easy for them to like really look at someone and know within seven seconds if they're going to be able to coerce that person off the street or wherever they are. Right. Just by how they're walking, if they're like, you know, dragging their feet, if they're not moving their arms, if they're, you know, and within seven seconds that yeah. that person is going to be able to know I'm going to be able to grab that person no matter who they yeah. are. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That, that, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah. I think that, yeah. you know, narcissistic people and, you know, predators do exactly yeah. that thing. You know, they're looking for the broken. They're looking for the displaced. They're looking for the ones that don't exactly fit in or are a little bit different or they're looking for that. That's what they're looking for because they're going to validate all of that stuff that you believe about yourself. I'm this, I'm that, I'm not like the, all the others. They're going to validate all that stuff as part of the grooming process. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So of, of all, let's say, um, like crime bobs, like mobs, crime bosses and such like that, if you had an opportunity to interview one of them who had passed on or who is currently still here, who would it be? Oh my gosh. I know, there's, right? There's a few of them, but um so I did a little I did a little uh TikTok on this guy named Ken Ito. Oh and okay. yeah, he was what an interesting character. So <clears throat> excuse me, he was he made his way up 
through the mob. And he was a Japanese American during the 40s, 30s and the 40s. And that was just unheard of. But he was a numbers guy. And um, he hailed out, of, I think it was Stockton, California, and uh, made his way up. He was even interned in one of the Japanese internment camps, then made his way up, made his way back to Chicago. And he ran the that uh, the numbers game out of Chicago. And uh, ultimately, uh, ultimately, he turned uh, state's evidence, you know, and uh, state's witness. And uh, they put him in the the uh, witness protection program. And he was kind of like the typical guy and ended up, you know, with a lawn down in uh, Florida, just living the highlight. But he ended up dying. I think it was like either the late 80s or early 90s. But what an interesting character. Never killed anybody. Just took he ran all of the Asian uh, numbers games, all of them. Wow. Yeah, there, there's so many interesting people out there, as I call oh, it, yeah. all walks of life, all walks of Definitely. life. So now you also um, coordinate with baby Lisa. So yeah. um, with, um, can you explain to everybody what you're doing with baby Lisa, who baby Lisa is? For people that are not familiar with her i just call her so, baby lisa yeah. a lot yeah. of people do and she yeah. calls herself that too i'm the baby so baby lisa chapman is uh uh that's a, a dog's daughter and uh she is actually just such a brilliant soul she really is like uh you know it was amazing to watch her dad work and because he just could think like 10 steps ahead no they're going to do this and no they're going to do that and this is what they'll do and uh it was kind of interesting to watch him and beth kind of rival each other but uh you know and then they lay bets on who would win <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> stuff but lisa you know lisa is very much she's all her dad and uh so when i do interviews with her like her and i worked on a couple of uh cold cases together and um uh, a few of them out of california and uh boy she just fire all these questions at, at them and that's how fast her brain works and uh yeah and so and her and i continue to do that she uh, you know is has worked on some uh right in hawaii uh a couple right on uh, the island of uh oahu she's on oahu and um you know just some very disturbing upsetting cases uh with, with you know small children and you know trafficking is a big thing in hawaii it's a very it's very easy to hide it's just like you know hiding in california it's very easy you got 40 million people in the state your yeah. chances of you being seen are very slim yeah and it's not like you have to worry about it's minus 30 out in the winter Right. exactly exactly and uh so her and i work on a few of those and uh she and she's just an interesting uh, just an interesting soul uh you know she's it can't be more than 99 pounds and five foot one <laughs> and, you know and she won't be afraid to say anything you know and mm -hmm. i i love her i just adore her uh, a lot and she's not had it easy at all you know yeah. no and i mean like of all training to be trained by dog the bounty hunter yeah right like yeah you know yeah. he's just a walking book of knowledge with all Definitely. of them 
Yeah. And she worked with her brothers and she worked with yeah. Beth. So, you know, she was, uh, you know, the, the culmination of all of that experience. I mean, you've easily got a hundred years of experience sitting in the car when you go out on a bounty. So, uh, you know, yeah, she was and I'll tell you, Beth was good at, uh, you know, dog is hard to hide. Yeah. <laughs> can't, yeah. Can't yeah. Hide that guy. But, yeah. you know, Beth would do these pretexting things that were just hilarious. I mean, she would, you know, throw on the British accent or she'd throw on the Southern accent. You never knew what was going to come out of the front seat. It was hilarious. And they'd fall for it. And because she was very genuine. And, uh, you know, we caught we caught a, a girl out of uh, I think we were in Alabama is one of the first ones we got in Alabama. She had like five or six warrants. And they were just small little tiny warrants. But Beth got on the phone and, uh, and, she, and she talked in a Southern accent, and, you know, because we were like all in Alabama. And <laughs> she says, I've got this, uh, you know, this uh, this free, uh, it was like a walker or something for a baby. You know, I'd like to be able to give it away. And uh, so, yeah, so we, so Beth called herself Shelly. And Shelly was Beth's best friend when she was growing up in uh, junior high and high school. Yeah like grade school and uh so we meet up with the girl yeah well Shelly didn't walk to the door Beth walked to the door cuff <laughs> <laughs> cuff you're gone yeah. you know it's funny wow I know because I saw a few episodes where they had baby Lisa go to the door they put a yeah. wig on her yep, yep you know and if if somebody saw this kind of smaller petite girl coming to the door for whatever reason they're going to answer the door they're oh yeah like, you know who is this oh, yeah. is, yeah, so for it's sure a, it's a she's good. the perfect she's perfect bait. <laughs> absolutely, <Yeah>. absolutely. Because <laughs> I remember I saw I can't remember it was one show a dog wanted you know baby Lisa to go do something and she's like no I don't want to do it I don't yeah. want to go. Yeah, sometimes they're unnerving. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Beth used to say you know they yeah. you know the criminals don't work nine to five, you know, we have to go, we have to go to work after five, you know? And so, you know, you're in a sketchy part of town and you're, you know, yeah. climbing up to the 13th floor. Yeah. It gets kind of odd. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. And, uh, you know, I, I want to say, I'm just, I'm so very sorry to hear about the passing of David. You know, you. I just, as soon as I heard that, I just, you know, yeah. like my heart went out to you and, and, your entire family yeah you know yeah. sudden passing it's very Thank difficult you. like how are you handling that now you know it's it's really it still goes day by day you know i mean it's it will be a year uh he passed november 30th of last year and he had just turned 50 just wow. it turned 50 on the 2nd of november and uh you know my girls took it extremely hard and, uh, you know, both, you know, he was in their life 30 years, you know, just like mine. And uh, that's, you know, hard. And he loved these girls. He loved them a lot, you know. And the three grandkids, you know, it's hard. It was hard to tell them that, uh, that it was hard. I told the grandchildren and uh, with my daughter and her husband, and now we know three weeks ago, her husband was killed. So it's just a, you know, life is. It's difficult. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, like, that's the thing you just, you never know. I mean, even when I used to work at the hospice, like on call, 
you, you don't know what to expect from one second to the next, you know, even when you can clearly see somebody is not well, yeah. you know, you could leave that room in a second and they could be gone. And, yeah. it, you know, life is so fragile and, and oh, it doesn't matter yeah. who it is or what age somebody's at. You know, I, I always say that it's really important to hold love for that person. Um, and if there's something you really, really want to share with them or talk to them about, say it now. Because yeah. you don't know when yeah. something could happen at any given time. Like when yeah. I when I heard that news, Rainy, I'm just like, oh, I just, I, yeah. I, I just, that's why I messaged you right away. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I was, I was just, I was stunned. Oh. And, you know, I, when I saw, I just had seen David just a couple of weeks, uh, about a month before he passed. And, uh, uh, and he looked okay. Uh, you know, he had gained uh, some weight and all that, but you know, I yeah. we, I was just a laugh joke with him that you know he came to me em emaciated and he left a hundred pounds heavier, and uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, when I saw him uh, in uh, April of the same year last year, he looked awful. He looked gray, and uh, and I just kind of attributed it to. Uh, just stress. It's stressful stress. to get divorced. Yeah. And yeah, it's Everything. just stressful. And um, so, uh, yeah, so, but I knew that he had some medical issues and, uh, you know, and one of the really difficult things is that, you know, he did some things that exacerbated that. And um, uh, all, all you can do is love people where they stand. Yeah. You, you just got to love them where they stand. You don't, you don't have to, uh, ride that train with them but you can just love them where they stand and that is what i did it was one of the most painful things i ever went through in my whole life yeah hard i mean i i love that man and i still love him you know yeah i, I mean like we we can divorce from somebody and, and separate for yeah. whatever reason and um, i mean you had so many years with him that love is always I, there he, even if you went on and married or he went on yeah. you, you know or whatever 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 yeah that love will always be with you. And I, I don't care what anybody says. Like I, I read into people right away. I can see nobody can bullshit me. Right. So I, I see it as it is. Right. Exactly. And listen, so, you, you know, you'll have yeah. people that will try to diminish all that. And that's usually because they're trying to hide their bad behavior. Yeah. You know, and justify their, you know, their, uh, yeah. you know, their, yeah. their stuff. It, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. I, I yeah. was in, relationship yeah. with this man for 30 years i i stood yeah. there i knew exactly what went on yeah. so you and your five minutes of information yeah doesn't yeah. trump 30 years yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly so now you were bounty hunting you were you're with dog and bath and their team and family and everybody and i know like your bounty hunting skills like, did you have to take any, like, what do you call it? Like classes or whatever they call it. Cause you have degrees and such like that. Well, I, I was originally yeah. licensed in California. And so, yeah. yeah, we did have to go through like a, you did have to go through a course and, uh, and be able to pass a test and all that, you know, it really doesn't give you any, yeah. you know, knowledge of, you know, how to do that. You, you, you learn that, you know, going through, you know, going through and writing bail. So, you know, we started writing bail. I think it was like 2007, 2008. 
And uh, so I sat on the uh, the state of California, the board of uh, it was called uh, CBAA, the California uh, Bail Agents Association. And you just meet some, you know, everyone that's yeah. in the industry. And, uh, you know, it it really was a very, you know, a lot of people will help you. And uh, so that that was originally how I met Dog and Beth is that, you know, they came to speak at yeah. uh, one of the conventions and, you know, her and I just kind of famously hit it off. And then we were just kind of connected uh, after that. But, uh, you know, he, I, I didn't like, I, di I didn't necessarily like the confrontation of all of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Beth was great at it. Dog was great at it. David was great at it. Uh, Leland was good at it. He, he wouldn't do confrontation so much as he would gain their respect. And he would say, uh, you know, I'm respecting you. I want you to respect me. And, you know, so, you know, he rarely, you didn't see him climb up in anyone's face, you know, very often. But, you know, Beth, she was all... <laughs> that made her into a hood ornament she'd have loved that you know <laughs> i've been guns blazing you know but i always like kind of talking them in because it's a a really personal kind of thing so uh so what i would do is i did a lot of the background on them who they are who they're connected to who's talking to who and believe it or not i found two of them while they were live tweeting and uh I was able to pinpoint exactly where they were and then a couple little things that they said, but, uh, you know, that they tweeted out that gave me uh, clues to exactly where they were and nailed them. Yeah. 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 Sometimes people, they don't think they just, they just do this and this and that, and they don't believe they'll ever get caught. Oh. Right. Yeah. The jails <laughs> are filled with the ones that don't think. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> do you see dog, dog much at all? I was down, uh, I was invited to his birthday party, which was great, uh, in February. And yeah, we talk, we talk at least once a week. We usually yeah. just kind of catch up with each other. He tells me, you know, kind of what's going on. There's a couple of things that we're working on together. So, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing really good. Yeah. And, you know, there were moments that I really didn't think my friend was going to make it. And, um, you know, he really loved her. Yeah. He yeah. really yeah. loved her and um he did everything he was supposed to do and it was until death do us part and he did that and um you know i thought that uh you know uh you know some of the hardest uh, the hardest tears i heard came from him yeah. and you know i'm just grateful that he is thriving and I'm grateful that uh, he's with Francie and, you know, and he's living the remainder of his life, you know, because yeah. you know, things happen for a reason. And I mean, I, I mean, I can personally see right through it that he was beyond devastated, you know, and even though he's a real strong warrior, as I call it, warrior strength, you know, it's those warriors that, you know, people are like, oh, he'll handle it when no, they can't handle it. So even whenever he met Francine, I believe that was fate that brought them together, because if he didn't have someone, especially of the faith, like God faith and and keeping each other grounded and, and especially spiritually, that could have went the opposite direction, because as we're going through a transformation, it goes either or. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, a, oh, a tragedy yeah. 
can send somebody off in the wrong direction or it can open up doors for new beginnings where we're like, you know what? God has sent someone to me. You know, we're connected somehow. We're in each other's lives for a reason. And it's not like he went looking or whatever like that. No, so, he, he actually yeah. didn't. And yeah. and I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think it's a, it's a process. I think when someone... When we have someone in our life yeah. that takes up that much space yeah. and, you know, like David took up a lot of space for me and, you know, Beth took up a lot of space for, for dog. And when you don't have that anymore, it's very yeah. quiet. And, uh, and I think that, you know, they had been around each other for such a long time, a couple decades. And, um, when they're, when that, when those voices are silent, it takes a minute to get your footing. And I just wanted to protect him. I didn't want him talking to anybody. I didn't want yeah. him messaging yeah. anyone. I didn't want anyone to message him. I just wanted just like quiet. We just need quiet for just a minute, but yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I you're you're right i mean he was able to um you know he was able to regain his footing and he, yeah. and and uh, and um, like you bring up warrior and a man like him who does he go to yes exactly that's how who, i see it that's why i'm like i see it how i see it yeah who does yeah. he go to yeah exactly and what a really nice beautiful balance between them yeah right you yeah. know they they can help each other ground each other and support each other well plus you know? they had the same experience I, she lost her husband six yes. months before beth died yes and uh and here they are right in colorado you know she was in his, her husband uh did a work on the property she didn't know anything about dog that was just you know and so when uh dog called to get service on the property because you know her husband worked there you know she told dog that you know, her husband perished six months before. Yeah. And so that was just like, wow. So, you know, call it fate, call it whatever yeah. you want. You yeah. know, they're they certainly look happy and uh yeah. you know, can't argue that. Yeah, it's like that law of attraction, you know. So sometimes, you know, all of a sudden, boom, somebody appears out of nowhere and you're like, wow, like. Yeah, you know we're we're going through the same thing or similar things, and we can relate to each other. That that's a blessing and that's a gift, as far as I can see it. You know, because there's so many people on this planet that have nobody to talk to, reg regardless of what they're going through. I mean, I always help everybody else myself, right? And then people are like, well, who do you talk to? And I'm like, to the spirit world or to my dog, right? So. You just sometimes you handle things a lot differently and, and, and such like even you, Rainy. I mean, like you you've been through a lot. Like you have been through a lot. And that's another reason why I wanted to have you on here. Cause then I'm like, this is no, 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 no. Nobody's gonna say that about Rainy. No, 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 no. So yeah. no, you know, the truth shall prevail. It it always comes out and such like that. Do you miss like bounty hunting? Um like on the on the show and such like that no, no. not at all no, yeah not at all yeah I, I think it was such a beautiful chapter and yeah. i mean it was magic it really was magic i yeah. just talked to kaleo yesterday yeah and it was really magic and uh you know but uh you know i i'm old enough to know that uh those chapters 
are they're beautiful chapters and they close and then you start another chapter and um you know it's always it's always funny i saw i i witnessed this a lot with dog and beth but some of the biggest shit talkers were the ones first in line to get their autograph and you know it's just nothing that you'll ever get away from and trust and believe you know uh people don't know me like they think they know me yeah they don't yeah yeah absolutely so when whenever you hear bad press as i call it i just say bad press bottom line um how does like how do you handle that because anybody who's in the media of course you know god only knows what's going to be out there bottom line right how do you handle that if you all of a sudden see something or or hear something wherever well, you know, it used to really bother me and I, I was not ever really the target of it, but I watched it happen to Beth a lot. And uh, even a- after all of, you know, the 12 years on television, it still just tore her up. Yeah. And I would grab her phone and go, give that damn thing to me and stop reading. <laughs> yeah. Just stop, don't read yeah. it. Don't read yeah. it any of it just stop it and you know it, it's easy to think that you know you're the one that's being targeted they talk shit about everybody yeah including their mother including themselves including their spouses <laughs> so their words are meaningless to me they're yeah. meaningless unless if someone with the chutzpah will come to me and ask me and stand for an answer yeah. and uh and those that are too intimidated will just talk about you And so, you know, it bothered me a lot, especially when Beth had died. There were a lot of things that I read and I always felt urged to kind of correct it. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, when I went through, uh, you know, my separation and ultimate divorce and death of of my husband, uh, you know, lots of things were said. And these people don't know me. They they think, but they don't. They heard this and a piece of that. And it's like y'all just keep going on <laughs> just yeah no it's your- exactly yeah. it, 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 exactly right it's so easy to say whatever whatever yeah. whatever right and it's nothing that i'll ever yeah. control it's yeah. nothing that you'll ever control and it's yeah. I, i'm not here to please any of them yeah if you find it disappointing i i don't know what to tell you that's you're disappointing yourself i'm not disappointing you so yeah if if you could if you could talk to Beth, like if she appeared all of a sudden in front of you, and if you had anything really to say to her, what would you say? Uh, I had uh, I had remorse over why her and not me. You know, oh, not oh. not that it was you know me, but like I was like eight years older than her, so why her and not me? Like like her life was very large and had lots of moving parts and lots of pieces to it and um so you know i had a certain amount of remorse for that and i i felt uh uh really almost kind of responsible to kind of keep everything together and for a time i was i was responsible for that and you know we see how all of that kind of turned out when i started saying no when I started saying no to things is when things started to change. And um, that that itself will give you uh, uh, big clues 
uh, to people, uh, you know, to insight on people. Um, but if she were here, I would probably just, uh, I probably, you know, I used to kiss her on the cheek uh, every time I saw her. And, uh, you know, she'd kiss me on the cheek every time I'd leave. And I miss that. I miss those giggles. Uh, I miss her half sentences because I knew what she was going to say. And, uh, you know, I miss those, I miss those kind of crazy things that she did, you know, uh, on the 29th of next month will be five years, it will be her fifth, it'll be her fifth heavenly birthday. And you do a toast. I you, do. You do a toast. Yeah, I do a toast. Yeah, there was a group of, of, uh, of, uh, 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 insignificance that try to get me to stop talking about her. I, I'll never do that. Y'all don't really know me at all. I'll talk about my friend any damn time I want to. 365 days a year, forever. Imagine that. So settle in, settle in. Yeah, because you guys were really close. Yeah, like you guys we were, were really close. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were. Shared a she lot of time with me. each other. Yeah. And she would call me when, you know, someone needed a jump start over at her house. So I'd call and go, get your mother an egg. <laughs> go make her an egg. Yeah. Wow. Do you, do you have any regrets about anything? Like uh, My only regrets regret. are that I wish that I was um, uh, probably not as, uh, you know, you have to go through this detachment phase because otherwise you just feel like you're going to melt into a puddle and um you constantly so I cried a lot out of her sight and when I was with her um you know I would be you know very stoic and know this is what we're going to do and don't worry about that I'll take care and that gave her like a lot of safety but I think that if uh I were to do it a little bit differently I would probably make myself probably a little more vulnerable to her Hmm. But we don't know because sometimes, you know, certain people that were around, when you're around more people that are more strength and such like that, sometimes we want to hold that strength for them. I mean, I, I like being around people who are really strong. It's just my, I have a strong personality, but, you know, it's people that have that strong personality is where I find my anchor. Yeah. And yeah. that's interesting that you said that because I, yeah. I believe that too, because when something was said, she'd look at me to see what my yeah. expression was yeah and then if i just you know didn't have any expression she'd think it was okay you know yeah. and so that's what i yeah. mean is like she did get a lot of safety uh, yeah. from them yeah yeah i find you can balance yourself a better a lot better i mean like even there there's a friend of mine she's a crown prosecutor i'm not going to go into details um but if i have something that i'm like okay how am i gonna or i just need somebody that has intelligent advice right i'll send her a message and i'm like yes that's exactly yeah. right rather than doing things on a different way sometimes we just need those like yeah that's right well you know i wouldn't have thought of that or yeah that's that's exactly right yeah yeah right so how do you stay grounded like how do you stay grounded yourself well like if, you're, if you're stressed or or uh, I, since I've been here, my stress has reduced, uh, yes. you know, tremendous amount. That's one yeah. thing. Yeah. And, then, um, you know, uh, not, you know, I really just fill my day with doing things I want to do. And, um, 
you know, I have that I have a business that I do that, you know, keeps me, you know, keeps mama in new shoes. <laughs> and, you know, I do that. And then I, you know, I have a, I'm a private investigator. So I do that. And then I do the podcast. So I really just fill my time with things that I want to do where, you know, before it was so out of balance, uh, you know, I had three businesses and I traveled back and forth to Hawaii. And then there was just, I had a lot of responsibilities. So I don't have that now. I have me and a couple of dogs. It's yes. perfect. Yes. You know, and I always say when you follow what you're passionate about, new yeah. doors are going to open and you find yourself's purpose and, and, and destiny and so on. And you know what I did a couple of years ago? I started, I just let things be. Yeah. I let people say what they want to say, feel how they want to feel. I'm just not about changing your mind at all now. I don't care. You live with the misery that you create and you live with the happiness that you create. And it just, I'm going to love you right where you stand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That That's the best thing to do. I mean, even if there's people that, you know, we all get betrayed and hurt and whatever from yeah. other people. I mean, you know, whenever I let them go, I always wish them best, right? Yeah. And, you know, one of the hardest things I find, you know, like other people, I'm sure is, especially when somebody's really hurt you or betrayed you, it's really hard to let is to forgive them. And you don't have to forgive them to their face or, or send them a letter. It, it's like, whenever you forgive them within yourself, it's like, you know what, I forgive you. And the only reason I'm doing that is I'm not saying um, that I agree with you. However, I forgive you only so I can move on and find my peace with them. And sometimes we have to say that over and over and over a hundred million times. And yeah. then when it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm not feeling that heavy weight on my shoulders anymore. You know, I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm forgiving them so I can move on. You'll feel it. And I think, whatever I happens think, to them is their karma anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And I think, I think that, uh, you know, it's, I think it's an individual process. Like I'm not, I'm not Jesus. So I'm not forgiving you. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Betrayal is, is yeah. something super, super large to me. Yeah. And I know I'm not going to carry it around every day. I really don't care, but it is, uh, you know, it will remain there and you know what you did and I know what you did yes. and that will stay right there. So for me, I don't have to forgive in order to move on. It's very easy for me to move on. I just <laughs> shut the door and then nail that bitch. Shut. Yeah. Shut the front door. <laughs> exactly. Have a cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> so now what what do you want people to remember you for? Oh like, my so god. So you 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 let's say you you know like you, you pass on tomorrow for instance or whenever, right? Um what do you want to be remembered for? I'd want them to be I I'd want them to remember me that I was uh that I was kind to them and listen to them. And, and I think that's the majority of what you'll get. And the, and the ones yeah. that, uh, that I wasn't kind to, Oh, trust to believe they earned that. They earned that. And so it just depends on which, uh, you know, you, my response will be directly correlated to how you and what you did to me. So, but I think the majority is, is that, uh, you know, you, you know, just loving people where they stood drying their tears, giving them hugs 
and giving them just sometimes just a three word sentence changes their day. And what a beautiful thing to give to somebody. It's free. It's yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. What drew you into your work? Like your, you know, the crime and, and the bounty oh, hunting. Oh. And, and Yeah, probably the injustice, probably yeah. the injustice of all of it. Yeah. I think that it's easy, especially early on in bail uh, in California, you know, there was, yeah, there was a thing that was called stacking charges where, uh, you know, it wouldn't be one domestic violence uh, charge. It would be four in, you know, because you threw four frying pans and then it would be, you know, so, you, so, you know, burying somebody behind all of those, you know, charges, God, we, we bailed out more females than males on that. And some were really young. They're like 20, 21 years old, 22 years old. What do they know with that? They don't know anything. Yeah. So, you know, what are, what are we doing with all that? So, you know, and a lot of people didn't have, uh, you know, made just made terrible choices, uh, you know, and some people were, you know, caught by the short hairs of, you know, whatever it may be. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I would always, I, I would always like to kind of, uh, I was always an underdog fighter always. Yeah. Is, is there anybody like that really inspires you? Like, and you're like, oh. wow, you know, that person, whoever they are, they, they really, really inspire me. I am inspired by lots of people. You're one of them. Oh, I, I get inspired by, you know, people's beauty. Uh, and I don't mean physical stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, how they behave. Let me tell you how you behave. Uh, you can take the most stunningly gorgeous person. And if they behave badly, all of that is irrelevant. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it works in reverse too. Yeah. And uh, I get inspired every single day just by, um, you know, random acts of kindness and sweet things that people will say to each other, just random strangers or random holding a door open. You know what I mean? Paying for the, the person's coffee behind you in the line of Starbucks, that kind of stuff. That's what life is about is that, hey, I see you. Hope you yeah. enjoy your yeah yeah kindness i yeah. i remember many 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 years ago um when i was actually at the law firm and such um a friend of mine she was a single mom with five kids wow. and she was struggling and um i had moved and i moved in beside her um the house next to her on purpose so it was christmas time and you know and i'm like you know i'm making good money right so I went out and I bought all of her kids gifts oh. and a Christmas tree. And I would leave for work early normally in the morning, but I thought I'm getting up extra early. So I went, I got up extra early and I put the Christmas tree on her doorstep and the presents and I rang the doorbell and knocked and I took off really fast. I love that. Yeah. And she never knew, you know, she phoned me at work and she goes, Jenny. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I never, I never admitted it. I said, well, maybe it was Santa Claus. Yeah. It's Christmas. Never told her it was me. But she knew it was yeah. you. And that, yeah, and that's, I, I love those. I love those yeah. when, you know, it used to be important for me to be able to take credit for this or credit for yeah. that. And now it's just like, it's not so not important. It's just the fact that it gets done. I love that. Wow. Wow. That's, that's your soul. That's, yeah. a, that's your soul talking. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you can feel it. 
you you can really really feel it whenever you truly truly help somebody and that's why i do my work like even if i had billions of dollars which believe me i don't um i would still be doing my work i would still be doing my work because there's so many people out there that they have nobody to talk to and um to give them understanding of why these things are happening and how to work through it and yeah. and all of that i i would still be doing it i wouldn't be charging people of course right i'd be expanding and helping more people than than anything oh i think so. that your work i think your work is very important and i think that you should charge for it and i, I don't do. care if, yeah I and do. i don't care if you're a billionaire or not you should always charge yeah. for, you know yeah. and yeah. uh I, for, for whatever reason people seem to value things yeah. you know more yeah. when they you know so i and i love that and uh and yes i think there has to be more people that just extend a hand just yes. extend a hand you don't really even have to do anything just stand there that's yes. all you get yeah 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 i like surprising people it's like with oprah whenever she everybody has cards everyone gets i, I would do that i would totally do that i would I totally do that and i would I go everyone gets a seats. puppy yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so we're we're kind of winding up here to the end and um if if david appeared to you right now what would you say to him i'd probably tell him i always loved you i'll always love you and uh you ever do that again in another lifetime and it's over buddy yeah yeah you are old souls that's for sure like you are very connected as i said i felt him around very strongly always will be love is love love's eternal no matter how people move on you know remarry or or whatever happens death anything when there is love it's eternal yeah so it doesn't it doesn't go away it we hold yeah. it forever because sometimes we know we have to let somebody go um even when they're still with us it's like i have to let this person go because i love them and i know that we're not connecting or we don't get each other anymore or maybe my co soul contract is up right yeah yeah and i yeah. felt you know that was like i i said to you earlier that was like one of the hardest decisions i ever made yes yeah that and and um you know but and then if I could take all the emotion out of it and just pan back, you know, he there were some other things that he needed to be able to accomplish that didn't have really anything to do with me. So, you know, even though that didn't uh, last for very long, you know, I'll see him again. I know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's it's not easy, but, you know, love is love is love. It's it's there. So do you have any last any last words again for anything you want to say or or just that you know we live in an interesting time right now and uh we live in an interesting time where we have allowed electronics to dictate how we treat each other yeah and yeah. uh whether someone is a stranger or uh familiar to you uh, kindness should always be the first step to everything. And uh, you will get an, uh, a very, very blessed life if you lead your life in that manner. Yeah. 
Yeah. And compassion. Yeah. You have to show yourself compassion. You have to show yourself love. Yeah. That's and not always easy. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, being able to be vulnerable and real and yes, bad things happen and good things happen too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have our good cycles and our bad cycles. I agree. You know, and setting boundaries is so important. Like I'm sure you get a hundred hundreds and hundreds of messages a day. I get a lot of messages a day. And you know, there's certain boundaries we have to set with with certain things. And it's and it's okay. not saying anything rude. It's reality and and, and balancing right. things as best as we can and such like that. Exactly. So, and I'm just I'm so grateful, Brady, that you took the time. I know you're busy and such. And you know, I'm always grateful to chat with you and and I My, think we should we should do another show and have cocktails and let's you, do it. You, you know, and even have a live show coming on. We totally could do that too. Yes, maybe, yes. You know what? Maybe we should do that for uh for the uh birthday for Beth's birthday. See if oh. you can't uh you know send some messages. Oh, okay, okay. Reminds me of the date. Like, are you what date is of it? October? The the ninth of October. What 29th? 29th October. 29th October. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on it. Perfect. I'm on it. So perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. It's always oh. such a pleasure when I see uh you pop up on any of my feeds. So <laughs> I am just, I have a lot of gratitude for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Always, I'm always grateful. Always grateful. I was really excited, really happy, you know, and, um, you know, we'll be on here again, you guys. So now in order for you to see the episodes, you have to subscribe to my channel. I'm on a lot of different platforms. For goodness sakes, I'm not going to give them all. Just Google my name, Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. And Rainy, you know, Rainy, look up Rainy. She's got a lot. She's got a lot. So I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins. This is Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. And again, Rainy, lots of love your way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.